When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at l-i-n-k-a-t-r dot e-e forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. TerraNut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly, and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code, LUMAVS, and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. TerraNut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code, LUMAVS, at checkout. Fuel your life. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show, Ratsaw Review, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, the Metal Thrashing Nerd podcast with Metal Thrashing Mike, the Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam, and the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info, and to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're taking over. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs. On the Rod Sound Review Network. live podcast <laughs> as the first time the talent's actually done the countdown for me <laughs> i'll leave it in scratch it music is live podcast this is your host lou mavs check out everything you need to know about the show over at music is live podcast.com 
Ladies and gentlemen, Signal to Noise is a band that gained my attention thanks to Michael Brandvold Marketing. Their new album, Human Condition, is currently out with their lead single, Let Me In, breaking into the Billboard Top 100. Finally, a rock single in the Billboard Top 100. Correct! And was the sixth most added single for Metal Contraband in its release. Shout out to my friends Muncie Ritchie and Chelsea Nelson Fernandez. In a day with many fabricated cookie-cutter carbon copies, say that three times fast, it is good to see some original modern hard rock music infecting the mainstream again. And their track record definitely speaks of great accomplishments, having opened for King's X, Lita Ford, Brett Michaels, Saving Abel, Saliva, Power Man 5000, Winger, Buck Cherry, Avenged Sevenfold, Volbeat, Alter Bridge, Disturbed, Killswitch Engage, Hell Yeah, Rest in Peace, Vinnie Paul, Trivium, Flaw, Soiled, John Five, Blackstone Cherry, and more. From their debut EP, Without Color, Signal to Noise has been a band that's constantly evolving and proving great melodic hooks and crunching riffs still have a place in today's musical landscape. Human Condition is released by Dark Star Records and is available through the band's website. Links in the description below. Buy it now. It's worth it. Today, I'm proud to have on the show Signal to Noise bassist, Brianne, a.k.a. Breezy Powell, and lead singer, Koopa. Hey. How we doing? I hope that was a good intro. <laughs> made us sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are awesome. You don't need me to make you sound awesome. The music itself, it, it speaks for itself. It's great stuff. And again, I really got to shout out Michael Brandvold for uh, bringing you to my attention. He sent me a list of artists to look up, and yours was the first one that stuck out because I like the name. And I said, that one. And I haven't put the CD down since. So great stuff. Uh, very cool. Thank you. That's no badass. Problem. So I'm hoping that uh, we could definitely turn more ears onto your music with this interview. So if all is good with you, uh, we'll begin. Just uh, please give us a little background to what we know now as the band Signal to Noise, where the band met, how it met, and what drew you together. Well, we started, the band was formed in technically 2012, and then officially 2013, we started really doing shows and, and being out there. So we, we've been a band a while. Uh, gone through a, I've gone through a few lineups <laughs> over the years, and this is uh, this is the the current incarnation of the band, and in my opinion, the best one. And Bree, how long have you been officially in the band? Since what year? Two and a half years. It was February of what twenty twenty, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. was. Uh, was it like right? Just yeah, pre, just yeah. pinch pre plant pre pandemic, like right, right, right before right, COVID. Just the, boom, February right. before COVID hit. So it was yeah. like. February 2020. We were just getting ready to go on tour, too. We had everything lined right. and bam. Came all the way up here to where we're located, uh, up here in Maine. And we were just getting ready to go on the road. And she joins the band. We're all set up for a big tour. And then, boosh, <laughs> locked down. And so we just started writing. We just we just, we just just started writing all the time. And he, that's what came out. That's and that's and this, this album addition. came out of that. Yep. 25 other songs yeah. we haven't. Yeah, about two more albums. Yeah, we got about two more albums worth of material we're sitting on. Ah, so all you just have to do is just go into the studio, record, and go. You already have them. Right, correct. That's awesome. This is album full length number two or three at this point, correct? Full length, it's Four. number two, technically. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have two EPs, and then this is our second full length album. Right. So no sophomore slump here. Incline. And Brie, I really got to put over your bass skills. Great job. You're so much. Yeah, she's a monster. So two full lengths and two EPs since 2014. 
with steady gigging. We all know that for musicians today, it's a lot more challenging for original rock bands to break out, especially in a climate where people would honestly rather watch a cover band or get a subscription to Spotify. What was the uphill climb for the band to get to this point? To be honest, I just, I think with us, we just try to ignore all that crap. And we just, it should, we just play. We go out there and grind. Over the arts. Yeah. yeah, we just, you know, we'll, we do a lot of like small, we'll do some small club tours and just grind and grind and grind and just, just push it live. Because live in the clubs, we sell tons of CDs. People seem to show up. They love it. You know, they're all about it. You know, on the internet, scape everything's clicky clicky and but i think deep down when you get you know human element when you're actually with people they're all about it there's tons of rock fans out there they love it it's just you got to get to them now it's a little different than back in the day when people would just rush out to go see bands now you have to like you gotta you gotta go to them you gotta get out there Mike Branville put it best himself when I had him on my podcast. He basically said, you got to go and play where music's thriving. Touring is imperative, whether you're doing weekends or whatever it is. Just go out and keep playing and get your stuff out there. Do you think any practices of the past are still relevant today? Touring. That's probably the one thing that was relevant when the music industry started and is still relevant. You have to get out and tour. You've got to play. That's where you get out and see the fans face to face. That's where you get the response, the reactions. That's where you can sell stuff. That's still so incredibly important. I mean, if a band today can't get out and tour, the honest truth is you're going to go nowhere. You got to be able to tour. If you're serious, you have to be a touring band. And that means you've got to play the hole in the wall places to 50 people. You don't get to be a band that thinks, oh, I want to buy on or I want to be an opener on a major tour. Just like working in the music industry, you got to pay your dues. You got to work your way up to those opportunities. Overnight success is 10 years in the making for so many bands. So it might look like overnight they went from nothing to superstars, but you you haven't been paying attention to them for the last 10, 20 years where they were slugging it out, playing to 10 people, playing county fairs, playing to nobodies. That's the one aspect of the music industry that's still the same. It's not like back in the day when, you know, albums actually sold. And, you know, I remember being a kid and there was nothing cooler than new album day. And you go to the record store and, you know, you buy your favorite album and you go hang out with your buddies and you read all the liner notes and, you, you know, you crank it all freaking day and you steal your dad's beers. And it was, oh, it was awesome. So those, those days have kind of come out. You got to get out there live and just grind it. You do it because you love it. Not, not to make money, not to right. have fame or any of that crap. It, it's all about just, I mean... You know, we're not making money at this, you know what I mean? But we don't care. We, we're doing it because we just love to do it. Hoping that we gain fans in the yeah, process. Yeah, it's all about the ears. If the more ears we can get, the happier we are. Yeah. That's it. I love that. That's a very honest take to today's musical climate. At this point, it's like you got to play because you love it. It'd be great for every band that goes out to make money. And I wish that for them. But it's not a ridiculous notion idea to work a full-time job and go out and play whenever it's available. So, you know, I think that the fact that you guys are grinding, that's awesome. If you ever come to New York, the Long Island area, please let me know. I'd love to come and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of covers pertaining to the last question, there's a great cover on one of your past releases of Billy Squire's Lonely is the Night. It was on your debut LP, Horns High. This 
I remember growing up was an FM radio staple back in the day. Every classic rock radio station plays it today. I loved it. I thought it was a great updated take on it. What was the impetus for Signal to, to Noise to record a Billy Squire song? I'm a huge Billy Squire fan. So it's completely selfish reasons. I just absolutely love him. I think he's a phenomenal songwriter. Um, I just, I wanted to do it. I love the tune. And all the, all the guys were like, yeah, let's do it. And my big thing is, um, if you notice in the beginning of it, we made sure we added, the, you know, the telly in there and tried to replicate his sound in the very beginning of the song, that classic intro. And then after that, we just kind of, we tried to make it our own, just make it a little heavier, a little more fun. But uh, I didn't want to take too much away from, the, the trick to doing covers is you want to pay homage to the artist you're covering. You don't want to go so out of the box where you're just like ruining the, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a delicate balance of just trying to get, pay tribute and justice to the original artist, but still try to make it your own a little bit. But I thought, I thought we accomplished it. It's a cool rock song. It's fun. I would say you did accomplish it. So great job on that. I, like I said, I loved it. What I like about signal to noise is that it has this driving crunching sound with again, Bree, a great rhythm section going on. Then you hear your vocals Cooper and the melodies are out of this world. The, the vocal phrasing, the lyrics, the performance, I think it's what separates your band from every other band that's out there. What would you say your biggest influences for vocal melodies are? Queen. That's a pretty good Queen. one. <laughs> Freddie's my favorite singer of all time. Queen's my favorite band of all time. So I'm, I'm, I'm a musician because of Queen. And you, Bree, who would you say your biggest bass influences are? Uh, bass influences? Uh, Queen is my favorite band as well, but... As far as bass influences, I mean, they, they range all over the spectrum. Uh, I don't really have a favorite. I just, I try to take in as, as different, different uh, people's like opinions and outlooks on things and, and just try to try to do my own style. And, but I mean, there's just so many of them, to be honest. Uh, there, yeah, there are a lot. I don't, We're, I don't know. The band's a mush of, I mean, for me, if I, if I had to pick some standout bands that just besides Queen, it would be, I mean, Queen, the Beatles, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, Motley Crue for their visuals and their stage personas and the fun that they always brought to rock. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Ozzy. Yeah, this is a I love lover, the police. I love a lover of pop music. Yeah. It's, it's not like what we have. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's all over. Got a lot of blue eyes, man. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, we're, we're a mess. We're all over the place. Listen, I, I always say the best music comes from like a melting pot of the best influences. And like, you know, you kind of throw them against a wall and, you know, you see what sticks. Definitely the band's got the right influences. I got to ask, where are you currently? Are you on tour? Right now we're at a club. We're in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire at a club called Jewel. We're getting ready to play a show. Very cool. Is it local acts opening up or is it part of a, a package tour? Yeah, it's a package. We're with 96 Bitter Beings. Chad Ginsburg, CKY, right. His new band. And then there's some other bands uh, on the bill as well. So it's like uh, five of us all together on it. Very cool. Well, I, I has the tour been going well? Uh, we're just doing this one-off show with them. I, I don't know where they're. I think they're national. I think they're just nationally touring. I believe. Yeah, we don't. <coughs> 
I don't know what their their all their dates are. Yeah, we were asked to come. In yeah, there. we were just asked to do this one one off show, so we're doing this, and then we don't go. We don't officially go out until October. So I definitely hear an evolving sound with the band, and so that from the beginning, your songs sound like they could be played on the radio from day one. But with this new album, Human Condition, it sounds like you're telling radio, okay, we wrote songs that you could play. Now you have no choice but to play us because these songs hold up. I want to hear these songs on the radio, and I think you guys accomplished that. In other words, you want stations to come to you and say, we need this in our rotation. When it comes to the songwriting process, how do you keep pushing so that the skill doesn't become cumbersome for the band? We don't think about it. I just, uh, a lot of the times, uh, whether it's somebody has a riff and we're in the room and we just feed off that riff, or I, I write the song in my house and I bring it to the guys and then they they, they put their love on and we do it that way. We just don't make rules. We just, if, if we all like it, that's what we play. We don't, and we don't listen to mainstream radio. So I, I don't even know what's, considered cool or we don't pay attention to any of that well, so it's, it's funny we're number five on the indie label charts on billboard right now so um i mean so we are getting played across the nation but uh so we keep getting the radio stations added to, to plan you know bits of the, of the album so we're so thankful about that but um so i'm, I'm sure if people's heard us on some stations i'm sure but uh but this we just love it. It's it's a lot of lot of fun, a lot of pleasure. Yeah, there's just no there's just no rules in writing. I just like to just you know, if if I if I write five ballads and so be it, it's five ballads or you know, five crazy heavy songs, that's what it is. I just that I, I think a good song's a good song regardless of when you try to put yourself in a box, you're like, Oh, we should probably stick to this because everybody's doing this now. By the time you get there, that train's already sailed and then there's a whole new thing happening so then you're always behind the train so to speak so I, I tend to just ignore all of that and just write try to set the example yeah be the example be instead the example, of yeah. you know following it i think that's a great point being the example and 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 setting yeah. the standard as opposed to like you know following suit and thank you for preaching that uh, philosophy uh, i wish more people felt that way i think there's a lot of bands out there doing the same i i know there is because we play with them all the time we, we play with there's so many talented bands out there that people just don't realize are here and that's because there's too many people just click clicking on Spotify and not really reaching out and going to these clubs and seeing all these bands, you know, which is back in the day that used to be a thing. So I'm hoping that comes back, that excitement of wanting to get out and, and exposing your ears to new new music, not cover tunes. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, me, I'm old school. I still believe in the, you know, owning the physical copy of something, yeah. whether it's new or whether it's old artwork. Uh, artwork which is digital that doesn't right. uh. not only that like you know when i was a kid i would look at the album cover and ab absorb it in i, I love the artwork i mean you know i grew up loving iron maiden so of course i'm gonna love the artwork but you know like if i mean as you see there's two guitars behind me i'm a guitar player myself so you know i i also made it a point to study liner notes like where do they record what equipment do they use you know, who do they thank? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm a geek for that stuff. Some people are, you know, geeks for their favorite team. Some people are geeks for their favorite comics. I'm a music geek and I have no shame in that. Awesome. No, yeah, I, I still am, too. Yeah, that's well. I, I, I love I mean, physical plus I feel at some point, you know, not not to sound conspiracy theorists, but I feel at some point this digital thing's going to collapse and people are going to miss and want. And the people that have still have the physical of everything are going to like shine. 
because I was going to be like, oh, my God, you got the physical of that. I lost all my – I mean, all it takes is, you know, heaven forbid, some EMP pulse or something to happen, and all your download crap's gone. And then what do you got? You got you got nothing. It's funny that you mentioned that because it's the reason why I even started buying physical media again, because there were so many albums that I wanted to hear that weren't available on Apple Music. It wasn't available on Spotify. The only place you could stream it is YouTube. But, you know, it's like, you know, you want to listen to the song, not have to, like, you know, watch it and get interrupted with a with a million ads. Thank God for websites like Discogs, because I was able to buy my entire discography that I had to hawk at one point just to make room in my apartment. Now I'm getting them all back. And, you know, every time I hear of a new band, it's like, okay, do they have a band camp? Let me buy their CD. Oh, are they coming down uh, and performing? Let me go buy a ticket and go support them. Let me buy a CD. So yeah, no, to me, physical media, I value it more than anything. And, you know, it's crazy that even vinyl has really made a surgence. That's one thing I'm happy about the hipsters. They made uh, they made records cool again. Right. <laughs> all the young hipster kids brought all the record thing back. The opening track, Human Condition. So this is the first track that I heard from you guys. And it it really struck me because it points out how crazy things have gotten with mass consumption of mainstream media and it clouding people's better judgment. And you execute the song without pandering or grifting to the listener and letting them kind of come up with their own opinions and not care what the next person thinks, which I find that really refreshing. I especially love the line, when they throw their hate at you, show them what a positive voice can do. I love that line. And thank you for writing it. It makes more sense than what most, uh, I'm not afraid to say it, political jackass hacks on TV, uh, you know, say nowadays. And my question is, what made the band kind of decide to say, OK, let's try this song out. It's a banger. Let's open up the album with it. I had it all written. I brought it to these guys and I didn't even know if they were going to like it. I just knew it was kind of I mean, I write everything on an acoustic, so I don't know how it's I have an idea how it's going to sound when they all start putting their their meat and potatoes to it. But I don't you know, when you write an acoustic guitar and you bring it to the band, it already plugs in. It's going to have a different but I heard it as a heavy and I was hoping they were going to dig it. And they did. They didn't. But they didn't even know what the lyrics were at the time. They were just, oh, I love the riff. It's, we just and we just everybody just put their parts to it and we did it. And then once I showed them the lyrics and they were like, oh, that, that's fitting. My, my thing, my take on that song was I didn't I, I picked no side, left, right, whatever. That's the point of all of it is it's all of it's ridiculous. Like, it's just silly. All of it. Every, you know, everybody on the left thinks they're right. Everybody on the right thinks they're right. And then the, when the reality is they're both right and wrong. And the problem is, I remember, maybe I'm just aging myself, but I remember when the news was actual just news. Hey, this happened today. You guys make your own opinion about it. Here it is. Just blank news. But instead, now we get narrative news. We get whatever side you're watching, you get their version of what they want you to see as news. And this, this, uh, you know, the whole pandemic thing really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And it made me realize, like, I'm tired of being lied to, you know, the everything from fall to science. Well, who's science or actual science? Because in my where I remember going to school and learning about science, it takes, you know, any conclusion of anything takes multiple minds mulling over it and everybody talking about it and coming to one conclusion amongst everyone, not one side. You don't have two scientists saying it's this. And then the other scientists go, OK, we'll follow you two. That's not how it works. So I was just frustrated with all of it. I just thought it was all just a farce and silly. 
So that's what the song's about. It's about just kind of telling everybody to just open, open your damn eyes and your mind and wake up and be your own person. Use common sense. If you want to be, you know, if you, if you choose to be scared, wear a mask or do this, you have a right to do that and do that. And if you choose not to, you have a right to do that as well. Right. And neither side is right or wrong. Live your life for you. Don't listen to the asshats on the television. That's my take. Thank you. Thank you for being a band that has common sense in your music. You have no, I feel like crying right now. I'm so happy about this. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever path you guys take, God bless you. That's all I'm going to say. And much success. Thank other, you. other notable songs are the single Let Me In, which is catchy. And again, congrats on breaking the Billboard singles chart. Also, I love Father's Talk, which as a father to a four-year-old daughter, it hits home. In the beginning, that's my seven-year-old daughter. And the girl that talks at the end, that's my 18-year-old daughter. That's a very nice way to bookend it. That's a really nice dichotomy there. For me, as a father to a four-year-old, as I said, it really hits home. And me personally, I'm always learning things as I'm going along while I'm raising my daughter to be respectful and respectable but my favorite track on the album and i love them all but this track really stuck out to me i would have to say it's the track titled a path to follow and i say that as a fan who thinks there's not you know again i emphasize not one bad song or piece of filler on the entire record but this song in particular spoke to me because i saw the range of your voice uh the vocal melodies Again, the rhythm section, very driving and just, you know, strong and hard hitting and soaring guitars. Do you feel that this album best defines Signal to Noise now? Or do you think that particularly with this album, you've kind of solidified your mark in the world of music and you're going to continue with this direction? Uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I don't I don't know if we're necessarily going to I don't see again. We don't think that way. So I don't I don't know what the next album is. We don't, we don't, I don't, we don't really judge her. We just, again, I, we just write. So I have no idea. We might, the next album might be close to this. More than likely, it probably won't be. It'll, it'll probably be, I mean, we're always going to be melodic. I, I'm an adamant uh, fan of melody and good lyrical content. So that's never going to change. But as far as sound, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, Path to Fall, I'm glad you picked that. That's my favorite on the album as well. That and Moonlight. Moonlight, I wrote uh, for my lady, so that's very personal. And Path to Fall is written uh, an, an homage to my grandmother who raised me, who sadly passed away quite a few years back. So that's my uh, that's my tribute to her, letting her know that how much I respect her and miss her and love her. That's beautiful. I mean, I, I have to admit, I think I listened to the song 10 times before I listened to the rest of the album. I'm like, no, I got to listen to the full thing. But I, I, I think I had it on repeat in my car, just like, I just I got to hear that again. I got to hear that again. I got to hear it again. And normally if I do that, that means, OK, I love the album. Thank you for that. You made me listen to a song more than five times on one record. So that was That's great. What, I'll, ta I'll really take that. Yes. I'll take that. Thank you. How has it been working with Mr. Michael Brandvold regarding album promotion? Oh, he's awesome. He's I mean, it's, it's not a bad, I mean, it goes without saying yeah, Michael's nice. the man. He knows what he's doing. We just he just tells, you know, we we hire him he tells us what to do and we just do it we shut up and do it because he, he's been in the business he knows what he's doing 
we don't. So <laughs> we do what he says. Can't go wrong with that, I think. Well, you know, he did work with a particular band from New York on the reunion tour. Oh, what was the name of that band? Oh, they were uh, band? <laughs> Smooch, right? Smooch, is that what they're called? No, it's Kiss. <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> But yeah, big shout out to Michael. Great guy. So I got to ask, I mean, I know right now, you know, you're doing local gigs, national gigs. Are there any cities or countries or any venues in particular that you would look forward to performing in that you haven't yet? Anywhere. 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 We'll play somebody's, you know, we'll go play somebody's bar mitzvah, barbecue. We're not picky. We'll play any state, any country. Don't care. I'm not saying they would played a bar mitzvah but we would play one <laughs> we'd do it <laughs> we might scare a few people but we'd play it well you know uh, our missus can get pretty pretty rowdy they could absolutely you should consider playing some greek weddings in new york i i promise you they'll throw money at you at even even they'll pay you and throw more money at you i promise right, sign us up we're okay. there <laughs> you mentioned that you have um fall plans to tour behind uh human condition are you at liberty to discuss uh, who you're touring with or what venues you're hitting up? Uh, we're just going out grinding on our own for this little one because we got stuff slated for next year with uh, with some nationals. So for right now, we're just going to go out and uh, just grind the the small club scene just by ourselves. Well, I hope one of those areas is definitely the uh, metropolitan area of New York. So, you know, if you come to uh, Long Island, Brooklyn or, you know, New Jersey, Manhattan, even I would definitely love to come check it out. We'll probably be in Jersey. We play in Jersey. We played Jersey a bunch of times. We played the Brighton Bar a bunch of times, and then we also played uh, the Jersey Jersey Shore, the um, the festival they do there. Yeah. Oh, forgetting the name of it. Uh, Stone Pony Summerfest, I think. What was that? What was that festival we played in Jersey? I don't on the beach. <laughs> I can't remember. What was that festival called? Do you remember in Jersey we played? Anyway, anyway, yeah, I, I digress. None of my crew remembers. Uh, then you must have had a really good time if nobody remembered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Remember, you never have a good time somewhere if you remember it. That's, that's valid. That's valid. <laughs> my final question to you is if people want to know more about Signal to Noise, where can they find you on the Internet? Signaltonoise.com, and that's with a Y, S-Y-G-N-A-L, toonoise.com. All of our videos, all of our links to our Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters, every, everything's on our website. And again, links in the description below. Mark Cooper, Koopa, and Brianne Breezy Powell, Signal to Noise, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. But I'm so glad that we had this chance to meet. I love your band, and I wish you so much success. And yeah, I'll definitely look forward to come checking you guys out when you come around this area. Absolutely, nice. man. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you want to find out more about the Music is Live podcast, check out my link tree, Music is Live podcast. And check out our parent network, the Ratsaw Review Network over at Ratsaw Review. Once again, thanks to Koopa and Breezy from Signal to Noise for coming on the show. And don't forget, all art is valid. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Music Aside podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsaw Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsaw Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, 
the Team Otoki Podcast, the BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, and the Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leyuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at Maps at musicislifepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers.